Well, dude, that was so cool hanging out with those guys and uh No, it Discord. was. That was so that was awesome. I've never felt more I've never felt like we have we have a presence until just that moment. Yeah, dude, Will and Will and Preston, it was Will man. and Preston, yeah. just showed up, and I was like, "All right, why not?" Happened, just happened to go hang out in the general in the general voice chat. Why not have a drink with these fellows, man? At the perfect time, so it was like, oh, "Let's jump in." Yeah, it was cool getting to do it. I mean, Will, so Will is an economics major, dude. Man, mm -hmm. he probably knows more about actual economics than we do. Well, here's my favorite part: is that there's they're both parts. They're both from um, Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm from South Island. Oh shit! There's about to be a fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like you guys, no, you guys are I'm two kidding, train stops away from each other, man. Come on. Did you know that over five trillion dollars exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over two hundred and twenty billion dollars an hour. Now, how does this much money move every single day, and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business. Are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. Okay, everybody, and welcome back to yet another presentation of Drunkenomics. This is the drinking podcast with an economics problem, an exponential economics problem, I should say. Fuck you, Russia, by the by. Yeah, because this is actually take two of the welcome back because I messed up take one. So take two. Huh? I mean, in Russia, you're witnessing messed it. up take. Point five. I don't I know. I mean, is that? I feel like that's kind of how you know what kerosene takes tastes like is if uh, you messed up take one and then yeah. But anyways, so glad you all can join us. I just want to say real quick to our, the members of our Discord, Will and Preston. Great hanging out with you, man. Yeah, it was I mean, awesome. Seriously, you guys, yeah, you guys are awesome. Hopefully, one of these days, you guys can meet up at a bar, meet up at some Irish pubs, maybe do St. Patty's Day together, do some car bombs and talk about uh, how stupid the economy is or whatever it is. I don't know. Because it doesn't get better. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of the story. Yeah, I guess for the rest of you, uh, I guess the moral of the story, uh, if you see us online, feel free to jump into the voice chat. You never know, we might jump in as yeah. we did tonight. As we did tonight. Yeah, it was we a had, fun time. Yeah, we hung out with two econoholics and uh, it was great. They could have and, been uh, drink economists. We didn't ask. We, we didn't ask, but honestly, don't even know what the difference is. One of these days, we'll figure it out. And also, one of these days, too. Okay, sorry. I'll finally say this. One of these days, we'll finalize the movie list, and we'll post it on Instagram, and it'll be on our story forever, okay? I don't know. We're five out of ten. Yeah, but, but you're then right. again, like, that ten can easily become twenty, and then- It should be ten out of ten. Yeah, so- should have happened. We'll get around to it. I swear. I, I swear we'll do it. Anyways, speaking of our Instagram, you can find us on there and Facebook. In other words, Meta. And then you can also find us on Twitter at Drunkenomical. D-R-U-N-K-N-O-M-I-C-A-L. And it gets um, worse. No, I'm <laughs> and, uh, no, it doesn't. It gets better. Because we have Discord. You're right. We have Discord. No, no. And, and that's the thing. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> that was on me. I dropped it. But yeah, no. Um. Find us there. Find us on it. You can find us. You can find the invite to the Discord, and yeah. that's how you get to jump into the voice chat. Yeah, we when night. we did the two shots before the mic was hot. I mean, we were doing that with Will and Preston, man. The, our two blokes. And you, and you can hear, and you hear the great stories about why James does not is not capable of being able to smell Bacardi Raz anymore. Yeah, or uh, or why James we, is a huge fan of Narragansett. We, I don't know. Oh, okay, that that part is cool. But the second, the first part, we don't really need to revisit that. 
Cardi or, Rez, do we? Or I mean, you could be in that same voice chat. You could see the video and you could see James sitting in Aaron Wong's beanbag. Oh my gosh. Yes. The one that I made famous. So the Big yes. Green, as we call it. Yeah. And speaking of which, yes, Aaron Wong, uh, I am the less gracious host this week. Gosh, every week, it seems like every week. Because ever this since time. Why did I'm so upset with Russia invading Ukraine because I, I've become so much less gracious because of that. Oh, I mean, it also wasn't. Because, that's not the only reason. I mean, I'm upset with him invading because of other reasons too. But one of the reasons I'm upset with him invading is because I've been constantly less gracious, which makes you the more gracious host. So what was your Aaron name again? Long, less gracious. John, James Goldwater, more James, gracious. James Goldwater. Weird. James, I'm sure that's gonna keep. But James Goldwater I'll take Bond. It. Right. Well, I mean, after a day like today, Bond. It probably won't. James Bond. James Goldwater Bond. Tom Graham. <laughs> But after a day like today, if we have more days like today, maybe I will reclaim my throne to the gracious host. I don't know. Today seat, was pretty volatile. It, 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 it was. Really? Went the it, it ran the game. It was one of those things. I mean, today was one of those things where it was like, I mean, markets bounced back, but we still were uncertain. But then we saw oil commodities drop 12%. I know. So like, I don't know. I, I don't know if the markets are responding to oil because when oil prices go up, that means your bottom line for a lot of companies is further away because that means more expensive supply chains, usually. Yeah. But when oil right. prices fall, was that the catalyst for the reason why the markets were up? I don't know. I don't forget what they closed I up I actually think it was, like, it was the fact that the UAE had a diplomat in D.C. today going, uh, they're inclined to pump more oil. That's actually what it was. That's what it, it was. was. It was an indicate. It was an. Indi- I, I the markets think it were was up two to three percent today. Well, so, no. I'm just saying. I'm thinking that the UAE's diplomat is the reason that oil prices were down. What are the markets? Okay, are hold still on. So, what are the UAE's? Both, so, what did so Dubai apparently say? Apparently, their diplomat told uh, the UAE. Same thing. Well, it's close. The UAE apparently Whatever. told. Eh. So, UAE apparently <laughs> to, their diplomat apparently told uh, the White House that they are inclined to pump more oil. In the future. So I think the markets took as a message is, from that is no, OPEC. They're going to. But o- and it's calmed the supply fears in markets. Now, but I feel like the UAE, the UAE is an OPEC. Because isn't Saudi Arabia technically OPEC? Well, they're both in OPEC. I, I know that. Said, uh, Saudi, now, Saudi Aramco is now a publicly traded company. So it yes. can no longer give public messages. It can no longer give messages on behalf of the Saudi government. Saudi Aramco yeah. now must behave it with, with fiduciary responsibility to its shareholders, shareholders. Yes. Of whom the vast majority are the Saudi royal family. Yes. Right? So it's it's so no I- longer allowed to pump at a price at the below market price without a distinct and defined yeah. reason and time period. So I mean it, it was today was just a weird day. Like I was like I was literally like I don't get it. You know, in the after hours I will say this just in case anyone's wondering about certain mm-hmm. particular stock news. Um Amazon is doing a twenty they announced a twenty Yeah twenty run stock is finally split. We talked yeah. about it the other day and it's or finally for 20, it's finally yeah. Yeah, tw- yeah. Uh, one stock becomes 20, and then they're also doing a $10 billion buyback. So very bullish for the stock. Uh, normally, any anytime there's news like that, it's always bullish for a stock. Yeah, um, if, you, if, you, if you owned a share, you now own 20. And on top of that, well, it went from maybe $2,000 to now, <laughs> yeah. what, 200 But yeah, my boss at work was like, hey, now I have five sh- 
sure. So now I can start selling some cover calls against Amazon. I mean, that's a way to do things. <laughs> I thought that was like, I was like, hey, you get it. I mean, it's like a dividend, you know, it really yeah. is. It's like a dividend, right? So it's not bad, right? But yeah, so that's one stock news. But like overall today, and we're recording a little later this week, uh, March 9th, 2022. Today's, wow, it's 2022 still. I'm not, still not used to it. I know, it's weird. And we're, yeah. and we're a third of the way in. Know, God, why, why did you say that? Why, I, I, that... I don't feel good after I heard that. It gets worse yeah, but, until we uh, do my birthday episode. <laughs> Moral of the story, it gets uh, worse. I've warned you. You have. You you have you have officially warned us, so I can't sue you. Uh, <laughs> so we're like like today was such a weird day. I, I just don't get days like today. So Dow was up two percent, S P was up two and a half, NASDAQ was up three and a half, uh, and the Russell was up two and three quarters. So and I'm talking percentages here. So mm. what do you think? Do you think this is a dead cat bounce or is it a response to the war being priced in or the FOMC meeting next week, which is scheduled for March fifteenth? I think. Is is it the market pricing all those in and then everyone going like, all right, we've steadied out. Let's let's go back into the market because that's where you hedge against no, inflation. I, I think markets are up and I think foolishly so. Wow. Because I have I still mm-hmm. don't understand why markets are this high. You have to give me an explanation for why they are this high. Well, okay, so they but they've calmed down. I mean, since okay, we've well, been now, in this hang, now, hang on, period, now, hang on. At the same time, I would say I would sit here and I would look at the um the stocks I look at person, I'd be like, well, you know what? This stock should be trading higher. It's like Raytheon. Raytheon makes the Javelin missile. The Javelin missile destroys Russian tanks. Yeah. Even their best Armada tank. Right. So, so, but it's, 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 here's, so here's my problem. Raytheon is trading down today. It traded down it today. Did, it, and, yeah, my that. is, yeah. and that's very surprising to me because it's like, do you well, not think that Raytheon's about to get huge numbers of orders from every nation but, bordering Russia? Well, you have to going, understand is We really would like some javelins. But what you also have to think about is stock market is forward looking. So maybe a bunch of investors back in November was looking at this Russia-Ukraine thing developing and going like, all right. I don't think so because Finland and Sweden aren't part of NATO, don't have javelins. Right. Now looking to join NATO. And I I promise you Poland wants javelins because they just sold a bunch of anti-tank missiles to Ukraine for free. But I mean, it gave it to them. But they now need javelins. I'm just saying, I mean. Even Taiwan's in it for some javelins. Let's be fair. I get it. But I'm just saying, you know, in December, November, November, that time frame, I mean, Raytheon's up about 10% since then. So maybe, oh, yeah. it was, so maybe it was already priced in, right? Obviously, this is not financial advice. So we're not saying everyone go buy Raytheon stock right no, now. What I'm saying right? is Ukrainians uh, no, are no, shooting no. a lot of uh, Javelin missiles at Russian vehicles that are no longer driving. So the missiles are working. So what I'm saying is mm-hmm. Ukraine is shooting. Either Ukraine or someone else is buying and Raytheon is down. No, revenue is going to go up. Well, but maybe, that's how but I look at but this. Maybe this operational quarter was already priced in at the stock so that's I don't why. Think so. But that's. I don't think you can. I don't think you can price so. okay. in. I don't think you can price in a multi-army assault on a I nation get that. state. I get that. All I'm in saying terms of is, tank loss. All I'm saying is this is not financial advice. Doesn't mean Raytheon stock is going to go up. But I can say their but top line probably in will. Reality, yeah, I agree. Like the, the revenues this quarter, maybe next quarter, and the quarter after that are going to go up. They're going to sell right. a shit ton of missiles. Well, it doesn't mean the stock price was going to go up. Well, that's, that's all true. I'm it's all that's true. And, it, and, and if it turns out that Raytheon is less efficient in manufacturing these mm-hmm. missiles than historically we thought they were, their stock price should not go up. Or maybe, but, or maybe, maybe what people are pricing in is okay, commodities are so much more expensive now. So their bottom well, line is so much. 
their, their bottom line is so much further All away. Right, I get to. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So that could That's be that. Right. So that, that, we don't know. We don't know why the stock is is only where it's at right now because there's so many different angles to consider. Oh yeah. But what I'm also saying too is as much as that doesn't make sense. The, now, because of this correction, the forward PE of the S and P 500 is 19 ish, which well, I know still sucks. I know you still hate it. It's, it's an 19 ish. I say I, I wouldn't call it a bullish option <laughs> to me, but it's, it's an option. It's, it, to me, 19 is not appealing at all. But no. you know, for the last two years, it's been hovering between 22 to 26. And for the last so, two years, I can tell you why that's wrong. Right. But then again, I'm drinking. So yeah. And speaking of drinking, you have a lot of liquidity. Oh, yeah. And whenever there's liquidity... It, it, it's a hell of a lot easier usually, to have a, uh, a pool fight in a pool. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot easier. Well, what I'm trying to say is, Morgan Stanley said the medium for PE mm-hmm. for equities is 19-ish. Oh, yeah. I saw that $19 PE last week, right? So, obviously, the stock market has cooled down. Yeah. But today, I don't know. Everything was up. Like I said, everything was up a little bit. So you're saying yeah. it's a dead cat bounce? No, yeah, no. I don't understand how you have all time highs coming out of right. a actually not even coming out of during a pandemic. It doesn't make sense. I, well, well, concrete never produced more than that time that all, everyone that produces the concrete was sick and yeah, at but home. I understand. But Wait, what? at the same time, let's let's look at it from another angle. Do you understand why there's an all time high when the Fed balance sheet is nine trillion dollars, which is about oh, absolutely, two hundred twenty percent larger than it normally is? I, abs- I absolutely understand when it's when there's free money to borrow and you can so you can buy something yesterday you wouldn't have paid two dollars for, but today it's you have two dollars for free, so it's like, well, I can buy a gumball for free. It's gives a yeah. shit absolutely so, no so absolutely i understand why it happened i'm just saying it, it okay it's not real it's like a marshmallow right. it's like it's a- and in more economic news uh it looks like more and more things have been uh pulled out of russia so like mcdonald's for instance stopped doing business in russia coke, pepsi coke, pepsi starbucks yep. what else I, I i mean name a company that does business that wants everywhere to stay around there. the world yeah. i think adidas backed out too oh, adidas is out. i mean a bunch of companies are out so no, no, so uh so at this point russia has has one access point to the world it's china and i'll be honest even China's not going to launder their money to get them foreign currency. There's a reason that um, the Russians are back when people, were, when Russians were going to the bank trying to withdraw money in U.S. dollars because the dollar mm-hmm. is going to hold its value. They went, you can pull out ten thousand U.S. dollars, and then everything else after that has to be rubles. And I was like, well, I'll never piss my money away, but at least I have ten thousand dollars. Right, and it seems like everybody is saying like, okay. Um, if you need a seizure of assets, this is something we talked about last week too, where like if you sold equity to a Russian state bank and you want your mm-hmm. equity back, um, good luck. What's well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's good luck, but like, it's also everybody is saying like it, your country, if you sold, like if you're Germany or if you're a German company and you sold equity to a Russian state bank, you are entitled, like you bought like global, I forget what the. Law is called because I'm drinking too much. Well, so the real but, thing is, if if 20 of my firm is owned by Russia, uh, but, my view uh, is they can't liquidate. I can't compel them to give it back to me, but at the same time they can't liquidate. So it's like it's like someone just shoved a sock in the mouth but, of my 20 percent partner, and I don't have to care about. But you're them. also said revenue aspects are problematic. Yeah, but I'm just saying like there's 20 percent of your equity. Like it's it's like if you sold someone like your the backyard to your house and then. It just disappeared. It's kind of like that, but at the same time, right. what you're allowed to do now, a lot of a lot of countries are saying, okay, if there's Russian assets that you can seize, seize them. 
<laughs> so I've never owned a yacht, but I'm like, hoping. Yeah. So Ukraine was the Ukraine part. Like one of the big things was the Ukraine parliament approved a law to allow seizure of assets owned by Russia or Russian citizens in Ukraine. So, and I think a lot of, and I think a lot of other countries are following suit and they're just going like, all right, look, we get that you might've lost equity in this company. So I heard so far is there was a, uh, is the Ukrainian engineer on a Russian oligarch's yacht who uh, opened the bottom hatches to try and sink the boat while in Spain. And the courts there just went, well, you were arrested, you're arrested for trying to sink the boat. And he went, well, yeah, but it's owned by a Russian and I'm from Ukraine. They went, well, we'll put you on a plane to Ukraine. And he went. Yeah, right. So and now and now I have to assume based on his engineering skill, he's probably building roadside bombs. Um, and you know what? How how the money have fallen because now there, there's a huge number of um, American veterans going to join the Ukrainian Foreign Legion. Mm-hmm. There's also a concerning number of Al Qaeda going to join the Ukrainian Foreign Legion. So maybe we'll really? usher in world peace when U.S. veterans and Al Qaeda veterans get together and fight against and Russia just ki- with and, Ukraine and just agree to kill a different group of white people, and <laughs> and maybe well, and that maybe that's how we get we get peace. And I don't. Well, it's I don't know. Stupid. I think there's still a lot more to unpack here because I like we don't know what's going to oh, happen yeah. with, with China and, and Taiwan. Well, I think but China I, seems to. I think ch- well, China seems to have cooled. Their, the weird thing about the Russian invasion on Ukraine is China has kind of like you know, crawl back into their turtle shell. Well, yeah, and so you know here's what I'll mean? say, and so, no, for me, it's for two reasons. It, it's two reasons, very simply. China's big thing for the last 60 years has been sovereignty. You are a sovereign, well, na- hang on, no, you're a sovereign nation. Yeah. These are your borders, we all respect them. And for the last 60 years, the rest of the world has tacitly agreed, okay, China, these are your borders. Uh, Formosa is just a rebellious province that you're not, we all do business with independently of you. And so what China's looking at, China's looking at Russia in two ways right now. One, it's going, you've recognized your neighbor as having independent republics, which is the antithesis of what they want, because they can't have Hong Kong and Taiwan recognized as independent by anyone else, because it's the antithesis of sovereignty. So they've, they've gone sovereignty because those are ours. They're gonna fuck it up. Just give us time. Yeah. They can't have they can't have anyone recognize them as not fuck upable. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then a way to putting it. Second message is the Russian military is incompetent. So they're you're incompetent. China doesn't think obviously China doesn't think their military is incompetent. So no, China's well, I mean, China's very I think China's quite confident in its own military aspect. I, I think saying. China's so I think China's looking at what's happening in Ukraine, and it's looking for two perspectives. And, it's, and the first one is, if the people of Taiwan dig in like ticks, and if the people of Taiwan blow up the factories, burn everything, destroy everything that we're trying to seize from them, yeah. what's the point in going there? What's the point? Why do I want to go to an island that I have to rebuild, and I can't rebuild better than it was because they're going to hate it, and they're going to burn me down from the inside out? And so that's it's it's that it's that point it's that poison pill yeah, it's but, that um, oh, yeah. crown gem strategy it's the hostile against, takeover against hostile but, takeover. But the, 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 the second, but the second, but here's the second message: Russia in Siberia, Russian Siberia has a huge amount of untapped resources, uh-huh. unexploited resources, and I have to imagine because all I'm looking at right now. And all China, who is right there on several borders, is looking at it going, Russia can't defend its land. They can't take over their neighbor that yeah. isn't an equal to the military. No. Ukraine is, a, is Russia-Ukraine is the closest thing to a near-peer conflict we've seen in my lifetime. I think yeah. I may have said this before. Yeah. But 
Ukraine is not a so near peer. I did. Yeah. And I said this then. Ukraine is not a near peer. If I'm China, I'm sitting here going, Russia can't defend its own borders. Russia can't defend its own land. Why am I? Like, they're my allies. Sure. Yeah. Here's a, I might as well belt and road Russia. Wow. Uh-huh. What? Really? I would belt and road Russia. Like they're, I'm going to buy their- Are you talking about I'm their whole, buy, in, like their emerging uh-huh. markets investment yes. initiative? That, yes. The, the belt and road initiative? Yes. Wow. I would. Okay. Because I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy Russian natural gas to fuel my factory, to fuel my factories at- the preferential price well, I it wouldn't be it wouldn't be actually China, it'd be their state banks, which is technically China still, but same yes, go on. I'm gonna mm-hmm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy my natural gas from Russia at the preferential rate that I negotiated before he invaded Ukraine. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna up at twenty-five percent and I'm gonna pay him fifteen percent more because he cannot do business with anyone else in the world. So you know what? Yeah, you do business with me or you don't do business. Also, you owe me money because of my belt and road. Because I'm gonna and, and I'm because, gonna see I'm gonna take Siberia from you, and the best part is yeah. I'm gonna do it before you even know you're dead. I don't even know. So my thing is like what like if you want to like another synonym for the Belt and Road Initiative, you might as well call it the Loan Sharking Initiative. They call it That's what it is. It's, it's tapeworm. It's 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 a loan shark operation. That's what the belt road that's exactly what it is. Basically they go in there, they leverage you to the tits, they make you leverage yourself to the tits because they're saying, look how much economic output we're gonna help you produce. And then and the next thing sudden, you know all of a sudden it's like okay well the, the turnover wasn't as fast as I thought it was gonna be and China was like well that's your problem. Well that's a problem I still own eighty percent of the factory six percent of the factory. Yeah it was like good thoughts. It's like well where's my money? Fuck right? you pay because me. we launched Exactly. So it's like they force you to sell assets that you previously had to finance the assets that they made you finance because they said, "Hey, this is a good idea." If they you for, they force you, they force you to give them lucrative mineral rights, exactly something you own but weren't exploiting, so they, they said, can exploit them. Yeah, and then they said, "We're going to give you fifty percent," and then they went, well, "Actually, it's going to be forty percent," and also fuck yeah. you. Yeah, and then they said, "Oh, with all this interest and with all this, it's like Cause we because we rope. did this and we did this, we, we, we want to get our money back." That means for you, you don't get cash flows until way after they get their cash flows. And then they say, okay, well, also, because we loaned you this in the first place, you owe us that money back. Now plus it's interest. interest. So we're it's, just not going to do so, that. So, it's a loan sharking business. I mean, what China is doing with yeah. the Belt and Road Initiative is a loan sharking business. I mean, they're it's, literally it's, it's, they're um, bleeding people dry. It's soft colonialism is, without yes. the decency of being soft. So like I said, like a large scale <laughs> I mean, loan sharking business, man. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy what they're doing. It's a so, it's a Xi Jinping. It really is. So like so you're saying they're gonna extend an olive branch on that loan sharking business into Russia. I don't what I'm saying is I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean because China's you know, China's actually a global economic player. Russia is not. You don't turn down legitimate like exploitation rights. And <laughs> and, and, turn, and so while and so while <laughs> Russia might be a legitimate economic player. They're not right. No. And um, on top of that, it turns out that if you can't, if you can't, you can't conquer, okay. So let me ask you this then: Why, why do you think commodity prices are shooting up? With oh like, well, like is it because of this um, invasion? Well, yeah, or is no, it- obviously, yeah. And so, so there's two parts to me. And so the first one is um, the United States did uh, pass again resolution today that we're no longer going to import uh, no Russian. Oil, no, actually, no Russian energy is going to be imported in the United States, and so that's actually, yeah, it's gonna that's gonna skew U.S. energy prices. Right. To be to be fair, that's actually that might actually 
push global outside the U.S. oil prices down. Yeah. Um, because at least the U.S., the big block buyer, is not buying anymore or isn't buying from them. So it's like they have to now commit to a lower price. Yes. Um, Sorry, I'm making other old fashioned. So just- no, you're absolutely fine. That's why I'm, that's why cool. I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, the thing, is, um, and so, uh, so yeah, so that's, so is that what's driving U.S. oil prices no, no, up? Actually? No, me making, me no, making this old fashioned is. is not driving up oil prices. Oh, what? sorry. You're actually sorry. No, you're answering the other question. My bad. I thought you were talking to me about this old fashioned. No, I no. Uh, I think actually. I, so so actually, what, what what I find very funny is the the whole like. So there's Republicans and there's Democrats in the um on the hill, yeah. and they're like, oh, we should not import energy from Russia. My response to that is well. correct. Okay, you're 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 not wrong. And they're like. But that's not what's driving energy prices up. My response to that is, well, it is. I, I know, because but I'm, in the short I'm not term, about energy in particular, even though I, I kind of am, because I'm talking now, about, I'm just talking about general actually, commodity prices really, in general. So, 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 what really bothers me on commodity front? It's actually not. It's actually not oil. What bothers me on a Russian commodity front is actually nickel. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so okay, Russia, why did, why Russia, did nickel go from fifty-five thousand to a hundred thousand like okay, that? So here's why. So Russia exports seventeen percent of the world's of the of the global high quality nickel. And so there's actually there's a very question of like I thought the yeah, thing was palladium. Seventy percent. No, seventy percent of the high quality nickel they what? have palladium. So so remember how we remember yeah. maybe two three two three four weeks ago. We were discussing, oh, um, why does everyone care about Guinea? Well, it's because they have a huge reserve of bauxite. Yeah, bauxite and aluminum, A huge reserve of high-quality iron, high-quality steel. Oh, right, yeah. And so it's it's like, okay, I've got a huge amount of low-grade steel. Who cares? I'm sorry. Well. Steel's an industrial product. I have low-grade iron. Who cares? I have low-grade nickel. Yeah, okay, in a pinch, I can make that work. I have nearly pure nickel in my ground. Well, now we're talking. Yeah, See, but it's also right? like so palladium. Like, but it's also like palladium too. Like the pure it is, the better it transfers. Well, the, pu- the so, pure uh, of know. any of any product, yeah, the better the better you're going to do industrially. So right. then, so that's and I, so I, that's I'm why saying, we like, make, as far as where the world is heading. Yeah, yeah. and so that's why we make economically. That's why we make differentiation between like, oh, there's Russian nickel, and then there's. Chinese nickel, and then there's yeah, of course, Hong yeah. Kong nickel, because and then there's each, each country Mozambique has their... nickel, and it's like it's like okay, well, what's <laughs> yeah. the quality of the pl- of the of, of the each product coming country, out of each place? Yes. And when it's yeah. like, oh, the high quality one is in short supply, and the low quality stuff is still there. It's like, right, I can buy it for the same price I was always able to buy it for, maybe. Okay, um, yeah. but then it takes me more money to purify to rent to purify it into a nickel I need for my. So are you saying nickel, sh- in other words, long way of me just asking this question, like are you saying nickel sure. nickel futures shot up, but it wasn't even nickel futures, it was nickel spot price. Did you think nickel shot up because what, what you said 18% the nickel, or something like so that? So 17%. So the nickel spot price yeah. shot up because because all the consu- the current consumers of nickel suddenly found themselves in two positions. They can't buy from, they can't guarantee a supply from Russia. They can't buy from Russia. And then they have to source from somewhere else, right? So you almost always see spot prices shoot up when supply finds itself under shortage for whatever reason. Yeah, but to me, it's so it's it's kind of like, you know, like remember when GameStop first shot up? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that, right? So like if you know what a game of squeeze is, a game of squeeze is essentially there's too much open interest. The market makers are not delta neutral, so they need to become delta neutral, and they need to buy a bunch of shares of gamma uh, of uh, not gamma of 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 GameStop or whatever the underlying yeah, the stock is. Security, yeah, so, they, have to, they have to close out for yeah, so, yeah, so they, so they have to keep buying these shares or or buy other things. Like they they now have the need to become delta neutral as well. So essentially, 
volume comes rushing in. So is that essentially what you're saying? Like that's why like there was like this a gamma squeeze in terms of no nickel, nickel features that drove the spot price up. No, or, so the spot price is is that there's it's a commodity. There's, you know. Yep. And so as so when spot price goes up, that means it's actually a shortage currently. Like you two, the, you and I are fighting over a stick of gum. If there's only one stick of gum, yeah, we can't both be happy unless we agree to have half a stick each. And that's not how business works. So, no, yeah. so we're both competing over the same stick of gum. Mm-hmm. We're in a shortage. Now, that's where we start to see these prices, spot price rise. Now, the future for next month might say, we're going to have three sticks of gum. Now, you and I might so, go, well, let's see then. Yeah. Now, as we get closer but, to the day the spot price comes, mm-hmm. the day that future expires with this guy... This guy who said, hey, uh, I believe there's going to be, yeah. I believe there's going to be three sticks of gum on the 15th of April. Yeah. And you and I, it's the 13th of April. We're sitting here, each of us desperately wanting a stick of gum and, and not yeah. for some reason having bought into the stick of gum market. Um, we're sitting here. <laughs> having reserved our right to buy one of those sticks of gum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's a different issue. Suddenly yeah. he shows up and he settles and he's like, I've got three sticks of gum. And he starts to arbitrage. Who wants a stick of gum? We're both like, oh, yes, please. Yes, and then, yeah. um, yeah, we're paying the same price then that we would have paid now for the stick of gum, but same time we didn't do it because we didn't trust the stick of gum was going to be there. Yeah, so. and that's the crazy thing about futures markets. Like, like I mean, arbitrage is so common. It's such a common practice in the futures market where it's like, oh yeah, when it comes to nickel, like the fact that it went from fifty five thousand to a hundred thousand, oh, like yeah. that. And the LME, yeah. so it's I mean it's, it's a London Mercantile Exchange metal exchange actually wasn't it? Is it metal mm-hmm. exchange? I thought it was mercantile. It could be metal. Um, whatever it is, mercantile metal, same thing. Um, not quite. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. It's not, but for sake no, of conversation, it's, metal, it's the London Metal. Okay, exchange. so it is the London Metal Exchange. Sorry, I read about them last night, so it's, it was a thing. I was, whatever, I was yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. This is my fifth old fashioned tonight, dude. I don't know, man. Whatever it is, so <laughs> the the London Metal Exchange said, "All right, we're, we're going to impose a backwardation limit." On nickel, which is crazy because yeah. a backwardation limit is not a very common thing. No. So backwardation, I guess, to, just to define some things. Let's, backwardation, just, yeah, let's, just, let's define backwardation. So backwardation is when um, the, the current spot price of an asset yes. is higher than the future of that asset. Yes, and exactly. And that almost always occur, occurs in a shortage. Mm-hmm. Now, it's always this This is the specific language to do with futures contracts. Only so futures. Obviously. Nothing, to, obviously, nothing if else. If there's backwardation, yes. obviously the spot price right now is more is higher than the uh, futures price. Then there, there has to be an other side of that where the um, – where the futures price is higher than the spot price, and that's called Kandanko. Yeah, Kandanko, Kandanko. But, but what people don't know about Kandanko, a lot of people, like, so it's, you know, the, when it comes to the futures markets, it's Kandanko versus backwardation. Kandanko is a, is a normal thing, right? Like, think about it like the yield yeah. curve. Yeah, well, Kandanko, so Kandanko, actually, Kandanko is the easiest thing. To yeah, but, it, so but what, so what Kandanko boils down to, I think it's going to be easier this way. Okay, yeah, go on. Kandanko is, is um, I can buy a barrel of oil today for $114 yeah. and you're going to pay me next month $140 for it. All right. I'll buy it. I'll secure it. I'll say, I'll give it. That's price. The future, yeah. the future price is higher than now. It is. I can buy it right now and sell it to you next month for and, more and it, money. Yeah. Perfect. 
Perfect. I'll do that. Yeah. But, Who wouldn't do yeah, that? Yeah, but the thing is about but the thing about contango is that's a normal thing because it is. it's a normal price, thing and there's a, and there's an upward and there's an upward limit. There's an upward, so essentially yeah, but there's it an costs upward, storage costs and insurance to yeah. it costs the carrying costs to hold on to the product. Yeah, but like if you think about it this way, like when you're buying a futures contract, you're also considering like in the price of the futures contract, you're considering like carrying costs, mm-hmm. storage costs. You're, you're considering um, taking you're considering taking possession of the actual Yeah, model. exactly. And then not to mention anytime you're dealing with a futures contract, there's a premium. One hundred percent. It's like an options contract. It's a, it's a premium. So the futures contract should be more it should be more than the actual spot price of the underlying commodity. So contango is like is technically a normal thing, right? Like whenever the yield it's a like, normal situation. Yeah, so think about like yeah. w- like when you think of like the yield curve. The yield curve when it's got an upward sloping trajectory, it's a normal yield curve. It's kind of the same. Th- it's similar. Yeah, no, 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 no yeah. Contango is essentially I can buy right now and sell to you the same thing later and make money. Whereas right. ne- whereas whereas backwardation says it's worth more money now. Than it is next month, yeah. or it is at the end of this contract. Right. But the tricky thing about futures contracts is like it's not it's not like something that actually just always goes up, right? It's not like a stock price. No, you know? well, like it's also stock- so the tricky thing about futures is it's always to do with commodities, and commodities. Fun Which, fact, folks, can't go back in time. Yeah, as and, well, and they have other factors like droughts. And, oh yeah, uh, I, I don't know whether. I don't know, gosh, it's it's Droughts, futures, weather, a cold snap, whatever it is, they can, they can all they can change. All, yeah, that can all influence the price of your actual underlying commodity. And then from there, like, hmm? do you want to know something about commodities that's not actually affiliate, like a, a characteristic trait of I a commodity to. that's not affiliated okay. with stocks? It's inelastic. You have to buy it. Yeah, you have to buy wheat. You have to buy oil. You have to buy oil. Yeah, it's not like, a security. It's an actual thing. It's yeah. not. So we're talking about like, oh, uh, it's a barrel right. of oil. No, we're ta- well, actually no. We are talking about it's a barrel. It's not like, oh, it's it's, it's, it's one not a share of apple. It's one. It's <laughs> one one hundred millionth of apple. No, we're talking about no. It's a barrel yeah. of oil. Worst comes worst, it's gonna show up at your house. You have a barrel of oil on your front step. You're right. like, oh, I can't or, explain I mean, this. Yeah, toxic. more like a hundred thousand barrels. But yeah, I mean, or no, well, not hang, one well, thousand. Yeah, one thousand. I mean, yeah. And look, if I if I've been if as I measured out my space in my backyard when oil was at negative forty four right. a barrel, I was talking about contango. I, yeah. I did some math. I thought I could have made some money. <laughs> yeah, well, but. But the thing is, like, it, it oscillates. Like, it's not supposed to shoot oh, up. Yeah. Like, like commodity prices are not supposed to shoot no, up. Absolutely not. Like, stock prices can shoot up and stay at that level. And that's great for people that are along the stock. And no, normally, people are along the stock. But and not good for anyone else. Yeah, but, like, futures contracts, it's like, honestly, if, if I told you tomorrow that oil was going to be $200 a barrel, would the vast majority of people be happy with that? No. I'd be, I'd be, right? I'd be, very, I'd be very concerned. I'd say, I'd say, why? And if you said, well, everyone's going to stop pumping, I'd be like, well, you know what? Fuck them. The Marines can make them pump. Exactly. Um, but but that's what I'm saying is like, like commodity prices are supposed to oscillate because nobody wants to pay. I don't know what wheat prices are, but like nobody wants to pay a lot for bread. Nobody no, wants to pay $100. No, nobody no, wants to pay $100 for a barrel of oil. I mean, like nobody wants to do that. You know what I mean? Correct. But if they have yeah, to, they no, will. Um, so that, that's what I'm saying is like. A pinch, like, yeah. But yeah. sustainably, no. But that's what I'm saying is, is like. The reason why backwardation of contango is more like is actually a giant factor in futures is because of this of this oscillating factor. You know, mm-hmm. the, the price of these commodities is supposed to grow with inflation steadily, and it's not supposed to shoot up 
ten percent in a and month, they're supposed to like meet a stock price, the spot you know? price, and they're supposed to meet spot price. Exactly, they're supposed, they're supposed to be in contango normally, but not by much. Like, but the same rate of, of inflation. Sure. Right? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, there's contango there, and then there's the premium. So wh- whatever. But the thing is, like. Oil right now is in backwardation, and apparently, yeah. with nickel shooting up ninety percent the way it did, like they put a backwardation limit on it, which that was a term that I've never heard in my entire life until okay, so. So one day. I looked into it. I was and I was reading, and so what I read right. is um. Yeah. So what that means, as I read it, is essentially the LME, and they're only willing to give certain spreads mm-hmm. on futures, and so they're not allowing people to. Expand futures contracts out beyond the most recent sale by more than five hundredths of a percent at the most. Yeah. Now the reason they've done that is because if they don't stop the market from being exceeded an up limit down limit, which futures have an up limit down limit, yeah, go both ways. Cool. Yeah. Agreed. Unlike the stock market, then <laughs> markets can be extremely volatile and can break things. So if you if it's the up limit, it stops. If it's the down limit, it stops. Yeah, so, so the backwardation limit on top of that means that the exchange in question will not allow a spread beyond a specific number of percentage yeah. points. So, so like, they're essentially just going like, no. Yeah, like, so I mean, basically, like, yeah, think about yeah. it this way. Like, if you're trading options and all of a sudden the stock goes from, like, if there's a 100 stock and it goes from 100 to 120 overnight, but the implied volatility goes from 100 to 400%. Overnight, obviously, that sounds like a very good opportunity to short some options. Mm-hmm. So in that case, especially especially in backwardation, well, yeah, I can because sell you're bar- you. Yeah. I can sell to you yeah, product I mean, right now, having bought the future. So essentially, it's it's I'll sell you nickel right now. Yeah, that I'm buying next month, which is what a future really is, right? I'm selling you something now that I'm buying later. Yeah. The problem with futures in, especially with commodities, is that. The nickel I take possession of next month doesn't exist yet. Yeah, it's right not now. it's not there. But the thing is, like, yeah. you're selling the contract today. I'm selling you nickel at current market price that I don't have yet to yeah. sell you. And then you'll cover Does the next help month. The market. Which is, like, which obviously, like, who wouldn't take that deal? Because you're basically what you're doing is you're shorting nickel at 90% higher than what it normally trades at. Knowing you can buy it cheaper in yeah. 20 minutes. Because we know, like, the LME is saying, like, okay... This was a fluke event. People are overreacting to the fact that Ukraine or not Ukraine, uh, Russia supplies about 10% of the world's nickel and whatever. So people are overreacting right now. The price of nickel is going to go down. Or I'm return not saying to short, normal. Or, yeah, or at least come back to some, sort of, to some sense of normalcy. Um, so this backwardation limit is essentially saying, okay, you can't short nickel futures now and then and then go long nickel futures in June. 20 minutes, yeah. Because the implied volatility now is probably is probably so much higher than the implied volatility a month from now. Yeah. Maybe no, it is. Maybe maybe it isn't, right? You can't, but, you can't make situate you cannot create market positions that create a profit currently but are incorrect to the market as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's essentially it's yeah, you you can't do this because the market isn't reflecting this. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, so the LME imposed the backwardation limit which essentially is saying, all right, you can't short you, you can't short nickel, which to me I'm like like you know, do, do I want the free market to do its thing? Yes, but is, is the this... free is the free market the most stable and beneficial method? No, right. Like it needs a little bit of 
coaching. Yeah, to me, like to me, what I'm worried about is like some retail investor getting caught with their pants down, saying, "All right, you know, nickel is up ninety percent. There's still some momentum here. I'm going to buy nickel futures now, and if I'm worried about it later, I'll short nickel futures and I'll create a spread here, and and limit my losses." I'm like, no, like hold on one second. When this kind of thing happens, in the price of the premium that you pay, you're paying for so much more volatility and you're paying for so much more price action, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That the, the LME was just like, no, you can't do that. That's, that's the beautiful thing about the exchanges when they decide that they're going to say, no, we're going to stop certain transactions. We're going we're gonna to stop transactions outside of a certain range, which is to say, like, in some cases they were saying like, oh, you can't have more than five hundredths of a percentage change from the last filled order Dude, in your yeah. next future. And it's, and it's them going, hey, look, uh, there's obviously an issue. You can't create a position that if multiple people decide to pile on that position will break the fucking yeah. market. So essentially it's, 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 it's essentially these exchanges going, all right, so we're in a position now where things aren't working well. We're now setting new rules to get us through the next right. period. And in futures market, that's actually makes a lot more sense, so much than sense. Any, yeah, than any other market. Cause sometimes it takes two, three days for futures markets to settle into yeah. a reasonable reasonable perspective. Yeah, to, to, so to some a, sort of reactionary state to the current market of that yeah. commodity. But the thing is like now, nickel, nickel, the spot price for nickel shot up 90%, but the actual futures well, price so, well, of nickel so the issue is, didn't go up. The, the futures price for nickel was, was still pretty stable because everybody was like, all right, it's going to come back down. Like well, all the, because, the, like the said, general we're, market we're was like, in, it's going to come back down. We're in backwardation. There's currently and, yeah, the spot price is, is yeah. the roof. Currently we, we, we have... We have a current price for next month's nickel. It's going to be fine. Uh, the Shanghai index shut down um, nickel trading till Friday. The yeah, metal yeah. exchange shut down nickel trading till Friday. Well, they said we shut down nickel trading and it won't open, we think, before Friday, which means it might open on Friday. It might yeah, not. I did, there's but enough liquidity in that market. We don't But it's uh, But it's, but it's it, two, so. I mean, but it's two, mar- it's two exchanges that looked at the amount of back ratio and just went, stop. And, and and it's because I think to me it's the big ones that are trying to stop the shorting, and it's that of course actually in theory you can well you can sell so you can short a future. It's so stupid because as I read about it, it doesn't seem like it should be legal, but you can short it by selling at the current price and then paying a small premium and replacing whatever. So the nickel I, I sold all your nickel at the current spot price. Yeah, I'm going to pay you a small carrying premium until I can give you the nickel in 30 days. My future contract that was trading three hundred dollars cheaper per contract yeah, I mean, comes to fruition, right? So I can I can so I can pocket three hundred dollars per thing minus I don't know twenty seven dollars yeah. in a bottle of rumplement. Well, I don't know. It's, it's a, yeah, it's, yeah. It's bad to me, like this is such a good opportune moment for people to short the spot price of but nickel. That's, but that's why the backwardation limit exists because it's stopping doing that. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, yeah. it's so, to prevent like, bankers from piling on to yeah, profit it, at the expense of the market as a right because factor. Because if they didn't have this limit, next thing you know. Then the price of nickel is going to go from a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand because everybody's mm-hmm. rushing to buy the cover because because we have another gamma squeeze because we have another GameStop situation. But in nickel, which is less which elastic better product, yeah, it's it's not as it's not elastic or it's not as elastic. I should say. What what does nickel do? It's less. I don't know what it does. Aside from it provides <sighs> five cents. Goes into a lot of industrial. <laughs> it goes into a lot of industrial products. 
And then I um, goes into five cents. Pull a six gun <laughs> as the man in the oh, black yeah. hat at Harris, and I get angry at yeah. Westworld. Oh wow, what a great reference! I've actually never seen the show. <gasps> I'm sorry, I don't have. Well, HBO, you never seen the show? You never have so. HBO, folks. We have. Oh no, a, we have a container situation, or we have a Patreon. You, we do. Give money to Patreon. We can get Aaron an HBO. Yes, I promise we can. And on top of that, patreon.com slash drunkenomics d r u n k e o m i c s. And then you can find us at drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com. I thought it was drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com. Was that what you're about to say? Drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com. It was what you're about to say. Yeah, drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, so I'm sorry. No, I've been drinking too, dude. But uh, yeah. between the two of those, we can figure out how to make Aaron a proper Westworld and or just to put you guys in a proper Aaron. Do we make hoodies? Yes, we make a lot of hoodies. All we do, do we is make, make, them make, we make them in black. We make them in black. We make them in black. We make them in black and we make them in darker black. I don't know. All I really do is wear black. No, Aaron, for game day, do we make them in red? We do. Yes, do we, we make do. make them with, with beer so, pockets. If it's a pocket, it's a beer pocket. Absolutely. So, yes. That's right. So you can do that. <laughs> you can get a... a, a uh, drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com yeah. and you too can be drunkenomical you yes and hopefully exactly. for everyone listens let's see you in the voice chat join the mm-hmm. discord we'll see you in the voice chat yeah find us on LinkedIn um, we got some good LinkedIn the metaverse yeah. whatever it is find the find the Patreon yeah. jo- join us in, join us in the discord that was a fun chat yeah I really I'm enjoyed that I'm not gonna that. say we're gonna do it um, I'll say this here's too here's what I'll say every Monday we record at around when do we eight o'clock central time? About eight central time, so nine yeah. Eastern, six. So Pacific? if we see some stragglers hanging around around seven thirty central time in our Discord channel, in the general voice chat, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll, guys, we'll you, stop you, in we'll stop in before you know it's two shots before the mic is hot. Yeah, if you guys and, are, if uh, you guys are in there Monday between yeah after nine o'clock in the in the general voice chat, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll try to pop in. Yeah, exactly. And with that said, all I wanted to let you know is, if you're in there, I just hope that you play Chestnut Checkers, because I've been telling you that forever. And I hope you all are hugely supportive of the new puppy in the family. Please, be supportive of that puppy. It's not just Flynn anymore, folks. It's not just Flynn. It's It's Flynn Flynn and Cora. Cora. Dude, I mean, what a gorgeous dog. And from there, Phil and Kill, don't brag, just say, Chestnut Checkers, the bishop's not going to skewer itself. Yeah. That's how he died. That's how he died. <laughs> and, well, all I'll say is, ladies and gentlemen, what? Stay drunk and omical. Cheers, my friend. Stay drunk and omical, y'all. Cheers.